Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Do you notice one thing in the Bible? You remember in the book of Mark, Jesus went back to his hometown, and the Bible said that he could not perform much miracle. He was able to heal only a few sick people in his hometown. And the Bible said that the reason he could not perform miracle and heal and perform big miracles there because they did not have faith. It's the issue of familiarity. They were familiar with him. He was growing up there, and they looked at him like, oh, this is Mary and Joseph boy, who you are. I don't believe in your anointing. So that's what happened when you start to be familiar with the servant of God, and you begin to look down or start to criticize or have an attitude toward the man or the woman of God. I let you know that I always watch my heart toward the servant of God in this world, that I don't want to get familiar with any servant of God who has the anointing, who can help me, and I will not criticize them or have an attitude against them because when you start to have attitude, you cannot receive anything from that man or that woman. You have to be very careful. The devil is very cunning. And he will try to do everything to you to begin to have the negative attitude or critical spirit against the pastor or the leaders in the church. So we have to watch our attitude. But what I want to say more is this. After Jesus could not perform miracle in his hometown, the Bible said that he went around and taught the word of God. Why did he go around and teach the word of God after he could not perform miracle? Because he realized that in order to receive from the Lord, you need to approach him by faith. Faith is the hand that you use to receive from God. Without faith, you cannot get the grace from him. And in order to have more faith, you need to hear the teaching of the Word of God. If you study about the life of Jesus carefully, in his ministry, he taught and taught and taught for long hours until the people got it, and then they got the deliverance and the healing and the miracles. He wanted them to have faith before he began to minister to them, pray for them, and lay hand on them. I want to encourage all of you, if you really want to be a person who can receive from God very quickly, whatever, miracle, healing, the touch of God, the grace of God, the protection of God, if you want to receive from Him easily and quickly, you need to build your faith. Thank God for the technology. And nowadays, we have the internet, the podcast, the YouTube, the website, so that we can listen to the teaching 
all the time. In the car, we can turn on the teaching and we can listen to build our faith. God cannot force you to do that. It's your own responsibility to build your own faith by listening to the Word of God. I'm that type of person. I am in the Word all the time. I like to listen to the Word. I read the Bible. I never sit around doing nothing. During lunchtime, I was eating. I was reading the Word of God. I was studying the Word of God and re-eating at the same time. I never waste time with anything. I always in the Word of God. Amen? Tonight, I'd like to teach you something first to build your faith. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, tonight I would like to talk about the outcome of revival. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. This is the command of Jesus Christ that we need to receive the power by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not 15 years ago, not 30 years ago, but we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. Our Christian life needs the Holy Spirit. I want to say to you that for me, the most important thing in my walk every day is the Word. Another thing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Another thing, love. Another thing is faith and obedience. I don't care to sleep in a room without nice furniture. As long as I have the Word, the Spirit, I walk in love and I walk in faith, I'm happy. Amen? You need to check your own heart every day. Do you love the Word of God? Are you a doer of the Word of God? Do you love the presence of the Holy Spirit? You are desiring to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day in your life or not? Do you have faith? Check your heart every day. Do I walk by faith? Do I love my brother and sister in the church? Or I start to hate them, criticize them, have attitude against them. I always check my heart. This is all very important. These four things are very important to me. The Word, the Spirit, love, and faith. And Jesus was walking that way. Jesus really knew the Word. Jesus really walked in love. He had compassion on people. And Jesus always walked by faith. When I want to read some scripture about the Lord Jesus Christ, that throughout his life, he depended on the Holy Spirit. We need to depend on the Holy Spirit throughout our life. In Luke chapter 1, verses 34 to 35, talking about the life of Jesus Christ. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. In this scripture, we can see that the birth of Jesus 
happens by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want people to be born again, you need to have the power of the Holy Spirit. When you witness to people, you need the anointing, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And when you speak the gospel, people will be saved easily. The birth of Jesus requires the presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the life of Mary. Luke chapter 3, verses 21 to 22. Before Jesus went out to serve the Lord, to preach the gospel and make disciples, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open. I like that. I like heaven to be open over me like that. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Why God was pleased with Jesus? Because Jesus was the man of faith and love. How do you please God? The Bible says it is impossible to please God without faith. You need to walk by faith every single day. And you see that Jesus was born by the power of the Holy Spirit. And after he grew up to 30 years old, he was going to go out to do the ministry now for three years plus. And before he went out to do the ministry, what happened to him at the Jordan River? He was filled with the Holy Spirit before he went out. What I try to say here is that the Holy Spirit was involved with everything that Jesus did. I believe that 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 60 minutes an hour, every single moment, the Lord Jesus Christ was walking by the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit nonstop. Every word that he said, everything that he did, came from the Holy Spirit. He did not do anything out of his own life or his own agenda. He followed the Holy Spirit all the time. And we want to become more like him. That's why we need to be trained in the church to know the Holy Spirit and to be walking with the Spirit of God. Again, he was born by the power of the Holy Spirit. He began the ministry by being anointed by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 15. Then Jesus returned in the power after he was tested. He was tempted by the devil. He returned to Galilee by the power of the Holy Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. After he was touched by the Holy Spirit at the Jordan River, he came back to Galilee, and now the man of God, the son of the living God, now so full of the Spirit of God, ready to fight the warfare, ready to save the lost, ready to help the brokenhearted, ready to set the captive free. Wow, I like that. I like to be like Jesus. Everywhere I go... So power of the Holy Spirit. How many people look at you like that? Everywhere you go, I am empowered. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? 
You are not going anywhere empty. You are going everywhere filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. That's why on revival night and Sunday night, I like to lay hand. Uh, and Sunday morning, I'm talking about Sunday morning. Sometimes I like to lay hands so that our members will be filled with the Holy Spirit again. That's why we love to worship the Lord in our home so that the presence of God will come in. When I drive the car on the freeway, I pray in tongue so that I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to be like Jesus. And look at what he did after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 19, he declared this in the synagogue. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He did not say, look at my diploma on the wall from the Bible school. Look at my title in the church. I am reverent. Look at my title. Look at the clothes that I wear. Look at how beautiful my cloth is. Look at the ceremony I perform in the temple. No. He did not focus on ceremony. He did not focus on any religion or tradition. He said the reason he could do things because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, the Father, has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus did everything by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he said in the Bible, the work that I do, you shall do also, and greater work than this you shall do. The same work, making disciples, preaching the gospel, lay hand on the sick, cast out demons, building churches, and do the work of God. And we cannot do that without the anointing, without the presence of the Holy Spirit on our life. My job as a pastor is to educate you about the Holy Spirit, help you to know the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit, and also lay hand on you to be filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again, and teach you how to be filled yourself at home. We need to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, after that, he commanded us in Acts chapter 1 that I read a while ago, that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Look at John the Baptist say, in Luke chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. The Bible say, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. Who is that? The Son of the living God, the Messiah, Yeshua Hamakshuk, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You can see here two things, Holy Spirit and fire. Christians have four baptisms altogether. Number one, baptism in water to show that I die to my old life, I die to my flesh, I go under the water to show that I'm dead to the old life, 
and I come back from the water out to show that I have a new life now. What baptism in water is the sign of repentance. Not only that, we are baptized with the Holy Spirit for empowerment, so that we can serve God with power. Number three, we are baptized by the Lord into the church. We are baptized into the church, so that we can be a part of the body of Christ. He baptizes. He immerses into the local church so that we can be a part of His ministry. And number four, we are baptized with fire. The fire of God, in fact, is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. But the ministry of the fire of the Holy Spirit is about holiness, cleaning up. Have you ever seen anointed preacher? Who can lay hand on the sick? Who can perform signs and wonder? But behind the scene, he committed adultery. He cheated money in the church. He did something wrong. He has a bad attitude, even though he is so powerful. People can have power, but life is full of sin. So, in order to become more like Jesus, we need both. We need the power, and we need holiness. Clean hands, pure heart. I'm concerned more about holiness than the power, because you can have all the power, but one day you can fall, and you're gonna get some discipline from the Lord. I don't want to get discipline from God. I can be gone. God may take my life away if I am goofy around and do something wrong in the ministry or against my wife or a lot of people around me. I want to live a holy life. The fire of God come, and the Bible say His winnowing fan is in His hand, and He will thoroughly clean out His threshing floor. The threshing floor is the church. He's gonna clean His church, and gather the wheat into His barn. But the chaff, the dirty things, the wrong thing in our life, He will burn with unquenchable fire. This fire is not about hell fire. Is the fire of the Holy Spirit that come to burn the shaft, the draws, the sinful nature in our life? I want to encourage all of you to set the goal, to determine that, Father, I'm not just having salvation and have the power to preach and lay hand and perform signs and wonders or whatever. You can pray, and the mountain can be moved. You can have so much faith, but you set the goal that in this life, God gonna sanctify me. He gonna clean me up, and I gonna become more and more holy as year go by. I gonna become more like Jesus. My attitude gonna be changed. Gonna become more like God. My heart gonna be purer and purer every year. My action, my way of life, my motive, and my attitude, gonna be more and more holy like Him. If you don't set that goal, you're not gonna do it. You need to set the goal. I set the goal. Every single year, I want to become more like Jesus Christ. I want to live a holy life, pleasing to Him. I want to be the radiance. 
of God's image on this earth here. When people see me, they will see Jesus in me. Not just only power, but holiness, love, kindness, mercy, positive attitude, forgiveness. When my children look at me, they will see Jesus in me. And that inheritance or that heritage will be passed into my children and grandchildren. The power and the holiness of God. What happened to me? I got saved in 1981. And I was so on fire for God. I studied the Bible and became a pastor very quickly. Within a year, I began to preach the word and pastor a church because it was my gift to pastor and teaching and taught the word, looking after the sheep of God since I was a brand new believer. Yes, I have somebody over me. I'm not a senior pastor. Somebody over me, some American missionary was training me. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue 1983 in the medical camp in Thailand. A preacher, he is an internist from England, came to Thailand to preach the gospel. I walked out and he laid hand on me and the power of God hit me and I was speaking in tongue that day. After that, I was more on fire. My ministry was changed. But I noticed that I still struggle with sin, bad attitude. I have problems with my marriage. I quarrel with my wife. I didn't treat my wife very well. And then I came to America, started this church in 1988. I still struggle with my walk with God. I want to do good, but I cannot do it. I really struggle with loving money, with a lot of bondages in my life, with my wrong attitude. Even though I love God, I know the word, I make disciples, I taught every Sunday, preach the word every Sunday, until one day in 1995, I began to say to God, God, I don't think my life is right on with you. I need something more than this. I need something more than just the word, just being a pastor, just speaking in tongue and making disciples. I did not know what to do next. I started to cry out to God. I even one day remember I came to the altar and knelt down. This is in another country. I knelt down in the pastoral meeting and said, God, I need your help. I cannot go on like this. This is not right. My family life is in a mess. I and my wife did not get along very well. And God answered my prayer eventually. Somebody handed me a book about the Holy Spirit. I read that book, and I start to travel to different revival services in the world. I went to Florida in, I think, Orlando. and went to a church. I went to revival meeting and all kinds of meetings to be touched by God. But at that time, I did not understand the fire of God yet because no one taught me about the fire, about revival. And in 1997, I went to a revival service in Portland, Oregon. I was sitting on the second level of the building. The whole room was packed with people. Maybe I was the only Asian couple there. The rest are American people. And then the evangelist say. I'm going to call only preacher, evangelist, and pastor. Come down to be prayed for first. 
you know, with the short legs I have, I grabbed the hand of my wife, Pastor Da, and ran down from the upper floor to the front line. I was number two in the line. I ran so quickly. I remember the first person on my left hand was a woman evangelist, and then me and Pastor Da. So the evangelist walked out and started to lay hand. We lined up. A lot of pastor and evangelist and preacher lined up, and at that moment, the Holy Spirit, the fire of God, touched me. I yielded. I lay down on the ground and I began to laugh like mad. Laugh, laugh, laugh from my belly. I was drunk in the Holy Spirit. First time in my life, never experienced that before. Pastor Doug got up from the floor and looked at me. What happened to my husband? He used to be a very serious man, but now he laughed and laughed. And from that day on, the Lord told me, "You are in the journey of revival. You start to study about the fire, study about revival." I went to the CD table, taped at that time it be taped, tape table, and later on become CD table. I picked all the boxes on the. I pay sometimes three hundred fifty dollars, five hundred dollars. Get all this CD. Listen to all of them. I want to understand about the move of God, the fire of God, the touch of God, revival, how to walk with the Spirit. I listen and listen and listen. God was training me, teaching me, year after year. I went back to receive the fire. Many times a year, went back to the meeting, pay my own ticket, pay for the hotel, rent the car, and go to the meeting a few times a year because I did not know how to keep the fire. And I realized that before I got touched by the fire, my spiritual temperature was not very good. I looked like on fire, but actually, I was. Kind of far away from God without knowing it. I believe that some of you, if you have a machine, to be able to measure your spiritual temperature, you will be shocked that you are lukewarm. You are not on fire for God. And if you find out that you are lukewarm, could you please repent right away? You don't want Jesus to spit you out of His mouth. You need to repent. And be defrosted by the fire of God as soon as possible. We cannot measure the temperature of our life by looking at a human eyes, but we look at Jesus' eyes. I remember the first revival meeting after that Portland. We went to Tampa, Florida, to a pastoral meeting. I and Pastor Da went there together, and we keep quarreling and fighting in the hotel room. For some reason, we just fighting in the hotel room, just quarreling, and very upset and not very happy at all. Both of us. Later on, we knew that the devil was not very happy with us. That we went to revival meeting. He wanted us to give up and fly back. But thank God, by the grace of God, after we had a big fight that evening, Pastor Da has a dream that night. In that dream. She was putting the makeup, making her hair, put the clothes on for the wedding ceremony 
that's going to happen around 4 p.m. And in that dream, by 6 p.m., her preparation to put the makeup and put the hairstyle and put the dress on was not done. By 6 p.m., all the guests left. The wedding did not happen. When she woke up from that dream, she knew right away from the Bible that there are five wise virgins and five foolish virgins. The five wise virgins receive the oil, get the oil, prepare to meet the bridegroom. But the foolish five virgins, five foolish virgins did not have the oil. We both repented and we promised God from today on, no elephant, no horses going to drag us out from the fire of God. We're going to stay with the oil of the Holy Spirit, with revival, until Jesus come back. Since that day, Pastor Da promised God, I will surrender. Because you need to understand our background. She came from Catholic Church. I was Buddhist and came to Baptist first. So to see people get touched and shake and fall down and laugh and all this and demon come out were very foreign to us. We were shocked and kind of very guarded and, oh, what is going on this? Because we have another religious background. So we were very guarded against the fire of God. But after that dream, we both repented. And I remember the first sermon we listened in that pastoral meeting. The preacher said that revival starts with you. Revival started with the pastor, with the husband, with you. Sometimes people pray, God, touch my wife. She needs revival. I want to tell you, you need revival. Start from you first. Because if the husband gets revival, the wife going to get. If I, the pastor, don't have the fire of revival in me, I'm not in revival. I tell you, this church will not be in revival. Because I cannot block the fire of revival in this church. God respects his own principle. He respects the principle of authority. If I am the authority of this church, I'm the highest authority below Jesus in this house because I'm the senior pastor of this house. I'm the angel of this house, in other words. If I block the fire, no one in this room is going to get the fire unless you say bye-bye to this church and go to another church that welcome the fire. So revival must start in me. In me first. In the same way, don't worry about people sitting around you. You need the fire. You need revival yourself. Start from you. You have to think this way. If the three person next to me going to run out of this room and they don't want the fire, hey, it's their own business. I need the fire. I need the touch of God. I need the divine intervention, like what happened to Paul on the road to Damascus, like what happened to Moses at that mountain. I need the touch of God in my life. I need the divine visitation. Touch me like you touch the Apostle Paul or Pastor Lau. I need 
the fire of revival. I need the glory to come. I don't want to be the same way I have been walking. I'm so tired of the old way of my Christian walk. I still have bondages and problems. I need to change. Lord, touch me. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for the move of God. I need a breakthrough in my life. I'm desperate for your touch. I don't want to be the same way I came in. I don't care what other people say. They may think that I'm crazy, that I cry, and my hairstyle go bad. My makeup disappear from my, my the false eyelash fall off me, fall off my eyes. I don't care. I need the touch of God. Amen. With ten horses, they cannot drag me out of this room, out of the touch of God. In Thailand, we say even big cloud of elephants cannot pull me out because in Thailand we, we have elephants. I'm here. I need the glory of the Lord. You touch me tonight. Every time I go to the revival meeting, that's before I walk into the room. Tonight, my night. You're going to touch me. I'm not going to leave this place without being touched by God. Amen? After tonight, I'm going to smell more like Jesus. After tonight, I'm going to talk more like Jesus. After tonight, I'm going to look more like the Son of God. After tonight, my life will never be the same. I told this story to some of you many times. I remember many years ago, Pastor Kenneth Hagin came to the city church for a few days. So I went a couple of days. But the first night I went there, and I was sitting on the right hand of the building. The whole room was packed with people. I was sitting, hiding in one corner. Pastor Kenneth Hagin began to move in the fire later on in his life, after he was touched by the fire of God later on. I don't remember what year. Before that, he just teach about faith, taught about faith, but he did not move in the fire. So he, at the end of his life, for the last 10 to 15 years before he passed away, he began to move in the fire. I even went to his church in Oklahoma, enjoyed the revival meeting. And I remember he walked out of the stage, out of the pulpit, and he began to lay hand on people in the middle row. And then he turned to my row and he said, Hallelujah! Come to me, lay hand on me. I was thinking, come here, come here. I want him to touch me. He has the anointing. He turned toward my, my side, and then he changed his mind. He walked away. I was saying, oh, please, don't walk away from me. This room has about 2,000 people. If you don't come to me, you will not come to me again because so many people out there on the other side. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Do you believe that he has anointing? I say, yes. Do you believe that the anointing is like rivers? It's like new wine that you can draw? I say, yes, Lord. He say, why don't you pull out the spiritual straw and start to suck out of that man? I say, okay. So I imagine myself, I was sitting there, imagine myself, I pull out the straw I didn't have the straw. Don't take me wrong. Spiritual straw. I pulled it out, and he was on the other side, I, like this. Within 
three seconds, the Holy Spirit touched me. Bam! I was on the ground. That was the first time I really, really drunk. I mean, the, being drunk in 1997 is one thing. This is real drunk. I could not get up. I was like a drunk man. I was drunk and laughed and just could not stand up. I was crawling on the floor, and the whole meeting done at around 10:30 p.m. I was still on the floor and drunk. My daughter and my wife looked at me. Are you gonna come home? Because the janitor of the church start to clean up now. Come out with the vacuum cleaner. Everyone is gone. Only you still under the chair and drunk. And eventually, my wife hold me on one side, my daughter on my side. I got out from the building, got in the car. My wife has to drive me home. In the car, I was still drunk and laughing. When I got home, I was still drunk. I have to crawl up on the stair, up to my bedroom. I was drunk for a long time because I did this out of the man of God. I respect that man. I respected him, and I draw the anointing out of him. And my life was never the same because I was so hungry. I wanted to become more like Jesus Christ. I want God to dip me in the gasoline of His Spirit, and I want to be burned by His fire. I want to Him to set my heart ablaze to live for Him. Revival should be an ongoing, constant thing throughout our life. Some people say, "You know, Pastor, I don't need revival meeting. I was touched by the fire in 1919, about 100 years ago." I don't need any more. One time is enough. No, revival has to be today, constant, constant, all the time. Amen. You need to be hungry and thirsty for the move of God, and you come to God with a a heart of a child. I come to you with a childlike faith. I'm gonna lay aside my Bible knowledge, my title in the church. My conference that I go and I have all the knowledge. Oh, you know, I know more than my pastor. I know more than him. Look at me, how Bible knowledge I have. God, I don't need this. No, you have to come to him with a, like a child. Lay aside everything and say, you know, I need you. You need to touch me. I still have some problem in my life. You need to come and cleanse me and touch me. Come to him like a child. Don't come to God with a preconceived. Idea or theology or doctrine from some churches. Oh God, if you touch me, you have to touch me the way I like. Has to be my way. How you do it? My way. I don't believe in falling. I don't believe in laughter. I don't believe in casting out demons. I don't believe that when you touch me, demon gonna come out of me. That is not in the doctrine of my church. I'm sorry. Um, you have to touch me by my way. I, if you come to God that way, God will say, "It's up to you. I cannot do anything because you are more smarter than me." You need to come to God like a child. Come to God and say, 
I am not afraid of being embarrassed. So many times in my life, when I got touched by the fire, I looked like a mess. My hair, I cry, and something come out from my nose, and my eyes look red and swelling, and I walk in the church like this, and still with the handkerchief, and oh, like, and people look at me. Oh, this is a neurosurgeon from Washington State. He looked like a mess. I don't care that people think I'm a mess because the touch of God is more important than people's opinion. I want to change, and I know that when He touches me, I will never be the same. I want to stay hungry for the move of God all the days of my life. I have to remind myself every day I have not arrived yet. I gotta be hungry and thirsty. For the things of God, I will never quit being thirsty and hungry. And God touched me with Your fire, and set me ablaze, and sent me out with Your fire everywhere I go. The fire of God will go with me. Interestingly, today, as I mentioned a while ago, that I was meeting with my, one of my patients, and she said that she has come to this church for many Sundays. I said, I don't know, I don't see you. And when we start to talk, she start to do like this. Oh, oh! I feel something in this room now. I feel the Holy Spirit in this room, and this is in the medical office. And the Holy Spirit start to show up in the room when we were talking about the church and the kingdom of God together. You need to make this decision. I'm gonna be filled, so filled, so touched by the fire of God. To the point that even the water of the whole world cannot put the fire of God in my life out. Even though ten thousand people pour the ice on my body, pour the ice water in my body, I still burn, and the ice on my body will be melt right away because I'm so full of the fire of God. Ice cannot be around me. I will not be lukewarm Christian. I'm gonna be on fire Christian. The fire of God will be burning on the inside of me. You get touched by the fire of God to the point that when you go to the office on Monday, your co-workers look at you. Where have you been? Why you look so different? You're not the same person. On Friday that you left the office, you look so different because the fire come out from your eyes, the tone of voice when you talk, your personal. Appearance look different because you're so filled with the fire of God, amen. When you have the fire of God, it will change you to the point that people can see from your eyes. When I look at some Christian, I know they need revival because so dry on the inside, so empty on the inside. They need revival. They need the touch of God. They need the work. Of the Holy Spirit, but if you are in the fire of God all the time, people look at your eyes. Wow, he's different. His voice is different. So full of power, so full of the power and the fire of God. When the fire of God touch you, He would send you to where He would want to send you to go, and He will tell you what to say. He will tell you what to do. So you're gonna go. Say and do what the fire of God tell you. You're gonna be a different man and a different woman in your life.
And that's what happened to me. After I got the fire of God, I was a different man. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 to 18, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory, the glory means the tangible presence of God or the fire of God. There are vocabularies in the Bible that explain God in a different way. For example, the Holy Spirit is a water. You have a picture of the Holy Spirit come and refresh you. When the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit is like a dove, you see the picture of the Holy Spirit as a gentle person come and love you and guide you. The wind is a picture of God will blow you to here and there and he will give you power to move on. And the Bible uses the word the glory. The glory means the tangible, thick presence of God. When you come into the thick, tangible presence of God on the fire, as being transformed into the same image, whose image? The image of the Lord Jesus Christ. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. The glory or the tangible presence of the Spirit of God will change us from glory to glory. And when we welcome the fire in the church, when we welcome the fire in our own life, we will have freedom. Freedom. As a pastor, I like to see you become free from many things. As long as we keep the fire in our own life, we keep the fire in our church, it will be most likely the members will be free. Free from religion. Free from bitterness. Please don't judge anybody. Please don't look at the dust of anybody in their eyes. Because you have a big speckle, big wood in your own eyes. Please don't judge people. Why don't you do this? When you come to the fire, you say, God, you know I have some bondages. You know I have some bad attitude. You know that I need something to be cleaned up, to be free. So every time you come to God, you know, sometimes people walk into the church. They walk in. Why that person do this? Why don't that person do this? Why don't my pastor do this? Stop doing that. Look at yourself. Examine yourself and let the fire of God deal with you. Amen. Amen. I stopped doing this. I stopped touching people because the fire of God burned me from unforgiveness, from addiction, anger, curses, critical spirit, judgmental spirit, manipulation, comparison. Sometimes we have the spirit of comparison. Oh, Look at that singer. He sings better than this person. I sing better than you. That is the wrong spirit. Let the fire of God burn it out. No more comparison spirit. No more critical spirit. Putting people down. Loving the world. Loving money. Demonic oppression. All these things. Or poverty. Let him set you free. 
As long as we keep the fire of God in the church, we're going to become free, little by little. Maybe not happen overnight or in one meeting, but if you open to the revival, the Holy Spirit is going to set you free, give you liberty. Amen? I want the Spirit to come into this church and have a free reign that He can do whatever He wants and how He wants to do it, when He wants to do it, and to whom He wants to do it. And when the Spirit moves, you can see the change in people's life. They will look more like Jesus Christ. My dear brother and sister, when the Spirit file of the Holy Spirit or the spirit of revival show up in your life. There will be some changes in the manner of your worship. It will be some changes or improvement in the dimension of your praises and thanksgiving. It will be some improvement and changes in the dimension of your giving. When the spirit of fire touch you, it will affect your speech, the way you talk, it will affect your words. When he shows up in your life, it will change the manner of your preaching and teaching. And the manner of, in which you are listening to the word of God. Not only you teach better with the fire, but the way you read the Bible, the fire of God opens your eyes and you can understand the Bible in a deeper way. When you listen to people, you can understand you have the spirit of discernment and have the wisdom to understand what is going on. The fire of God will change everything in your life. How you spend money, how you worship, how you teach, how you listen, how you talk. And not only that, the fire of God will burn and soften you to be a sponge to the point that you can be sensitive and receive from God so quickly. You can absorb and draw the things of God into your life much quicker than having all the junk and the chaff and the drawers inside your vessel here. God cleaned you up so that you can... <sighs> while you listen to the sermon, while you're pray, worshiping, you're drawing from heaven, heaven open over you. And when you listen to the sermon, draw in so much, you understand more. And after the preaching is over, you're still sitting there trying to pick up some leftover that drop on the ground because you're so hungry. You are like the sponge of God. Amen? Amen? The Spirit of God. Not only that. I almost finished here. The fire of revival, one thing will do to you. We give you, and this happened to me, we give you a passion for souls. S-O-U-L-S. When you're filled with a fire, you will have the passion for the lost soul. Why I spend so much time on producing teaching into the internet. Why I spend so much energy to fly to different countries to preach the gospel. Because after I was touched by the fire of God in 1997 and after that, I have the passion for the lost souls. And not just only for the lost souls, but also for the saved soul. Amen. I have the passion for God's people to grow up, to be strong, to have a super abundant life, to have victory, to be strong to the point that wherever you go, the devil is afraid of you. 
you're gonna be a devastation or the danger, dangerous person to the devil. Everywhere you go, the devil will be, oh, oh, oh. You know, I want you to grow up to be strong, to be so full of power and fire and live a holy life in such a way. Listen carefully. To the point that the devil dare not even come and play around you. Amen. Have you heard that people sometimes get attacked by the devil? Actually, somebody gave a powerful testimony in Thailand. And this Sunday, she's going to record the testimony again in English and Thai. She sent a message to my sister who set up the video recording. She said, Pastor Lao, could you pray for me? Because I got attacked. The devil knows that I'm going to give testimony to help a lot of people in the world. And I was praying in my heart. I was thinking in my heart, you know, I'm going to train my members to the point that whatever they do, the devil look at you and see the fire around you. The wolf, when they see the fire, they kind of don't want to come around the fire. Is that right? Have you ever watched the movie called The Grey? The, the movie called The Grey. They put up the fire and the, all the wolves just sit there and they're not come close to these people. You need to be so full of the fire, the devil look at you. <laughs> I don't want to play with this guy. I'm going to be in trouble. How many people want to be in that level? To the point that the devil look at you, oh, I'd rather go to somebody else like Phil or... No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> I want to make sure Phil is awake. <laughs> I go to other people, other church. I cannot touch New Hope International Church. Because so much fire in here. Amen. Hallelujah. That passion for lost soul is going to be with you when you lie down, when you wake up, when you sit down, when you get up and walk, when you eat lunch and dinner. So, so, before you make a deal to sign the contract, the people some buy something from you, you're going to get them saved before they sign the contract and buy the stuff from you. You want them to be saved. You want to see people rise up and grow up and be strong in the church. The passion for soul is burning on the inside of you by the fire of God. Last thing I want to say, the outcome of the revival and the fire. Not just only have passion for soul and passion for the church, passion for the kingdom of God. Like King David say, my seal is for your house, for your temple. Last thing. The file of God, when it grabs a hold of you, you will be a manifestation of the power of God. Amen. Signs and wonders will happen through you more. When you walk into a room, the atmosphere in that room will be changed. Amen. Because you carry the glory, the presence of God into that room. And the captive shall be set free. Whatever you say from your mouth, from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, will be so full of the fire and of power. It will be like a double-edged sword that cut into the bone marrow, into the bone and the marrow and the life of people. Whatever you say from your mouth, going to be like a hammer that knock on the rock in the heart of people. Your eyes shall be full of fire. When you look at somebody who have demon in them, the demon look at you. They're afraid of you, and you say, go away in Jesus' name, 
and the devil have to go and know if and or but, because you are the manifestation of the power of God on the inside of you. I want to keep the fire. I want to keep revival, and revival is not only for Pastor Lau. Revival is for every member who is hungry for the things of God. We are in the dispensation of the open heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. My dear brother and sister, I'm not looking for a special Bible, a special cup of glass with special water in it. I'm not looking for a special thing in the church. Oh, look at that guitar. That guitar is so special. No, I'm looking for the glory. I'm looking for the tangible presence of God, and the carrier of the presence of God is not that guitar. It's not this paper. It's not anything else. It's you and me. God used people to carry the presence of God. Yes, definitely. You can lay hand on the handkerchief. Because you cannot show up in another city if somebody is sick, you send the handkerchief. That is by the grace of God. You lay hand on the handkerchief. Handkerchief heal somebody because the anointing is there. But people are not. We should not be looking for handkerchief. We should be looking for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is it clear? I encourage you tonight to stay in revival, and you understand my heart now. I hope. Why this church? Are crazy about the fire of God. Are crazy about revival. If our youth group gonna enjoy the game and the video game, I rather have my youth group get touched by the fire. Amen. I'm not for religion. I'm not for tradition. The person who gonna change our youth group is not the game and the tradition and the religion and the program. What's gonna change our kids? Are uh, the word and the spirit of God. What's gonna save your marriage is not tradition and religion. It is the word and the fire of God that burn the wife and burn the husband to become a new man, a new woman, that their marriage will be restored. As long as I live in this house, I can welcome the fire of God, and I have biblical reason why, and I have personal experiences why, and my experiences are according to the Bible, not a joke, not my own imagination. It's in here, the experience, and I talk from my experiences. Second Timothy one six to seven last scripture. Therefore, I remind you to store up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. In that generation, the apostle Paul lay hand on the elders and members. The book of Romans say that he. Went back to visit churches on a regular basis. Go and come back. 
went here, come back. He's an apostle. And one thing he said in the Bible, he went there and he imparted the spirit into the members and leaders in each local church. What I am doing, I follow the pattern of the Apostle Paul and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is my promise to God. We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament are the type of the New Testament, the types. Whatever happened in the New Testament are the fulfillment of the types in the Old Testament. And in order to save this church from false teaching, wrong doctrine of demons, and human ways, I promise God, everything we do, I'm going to follow the Bible, number one. Nothing out of the Bible. Two, I will look at what Jesus did and what Paul did in the New Testament. If Jesus did not do certain things in the Old Testament, I start to question. If Paul did not do certain things in the Old Testament, I question in my heart that maybe that's already fulfilled. I don't need to do it anymore. It's already fulfilled in certain things. For example, I don't need to put a big curtain in the church and tear the curtain like in the Old Testament, in the book of Luke. It's already done. The Holy Spirit came out, and now we are living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And Paul lay hand on people. Jesus lay hand on people to impart the fire and the Holy Spirit according to the New Testament. So I would do the same thing. I received the fire by the laying on of hands. And definitely later on, I learned how to draw myself. First few years, I got lay hand on. But later on, I was so sensitive to the Holy Spirit to the point that I just sit at the chair, I draw from heaven, and the Holy Spirit touched me without anyone lay hand on me. Or even the passages call my name. Pastor Lau, Dr. Lau come up here. They call me Dr. Lau. Dr. Lau come up. I just stand from the chair. I already fell under the power. Because I got up and I draw right away. Boom. I did not need the laying of a hand because I was so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But at the first few years, I was being trained to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We need to be sensitive. We need to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Amen? Amen. Everything you say, everything you do, should be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. The church of Jesus Christ need to honor the Holy Spirit. Hungry for the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Welcome the file of God. And you're going to become strong soldiers of the Lord. Sent out by the Lord to win souls. Perform signs and wonders and miracles. Healing and deliverance. Shake the city and the nations for God. How many people want God to use you? Like in the book of Acts and the New Testament. You think we serve the same God like Paul? As Paul served? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for reminding us the importance of revival, of the move of the Spirit of God, the touch of God. I know, Father, the touch of God is so real. To touch me, 
to touch many people around the world, and their life was revived. They have been on fire for you. The family gets saved. Salvation come into the family. They become free from bondages, from chains, from wrong attitudes, from addiction, from poverty, from curses, Lord, by your fire. You bring holiness into the house of God. Thank you, Lord. Oh Lord, you can do whatever you want tonight. You have free reign. We're not going to tell you what to do. The only thing we do now is to surrender, to be hungry, thirsty, to press in, like the woman with the issue of blood. We know that tonight, if we just touch your garment, if Jesus just put your hand upon us. We will never be the same. Something bad in our life will be taken away, and good things will come in. And Lord, we want to be transformed from glory to glory to glory. We don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. We want to be on fire for you, Lord. Lord, tonight, may the fire of God. Fall and touch many people. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Eric and Hallelujah, both of you, come out. Thank you, Jesus. We press in <laughs> to the crowd, and suddenly a touch from heaven. Jesus came and rescued me. Suddenly, a touch from heaven filled. Jesus came and set me free. Hallelujah. Daniel and Ampala. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill the hungry heart. Draw from heaven. Like a blind man. <laughs> Draw. Bid your spiritual strong. Draw from heaven. To the crowd. And suddenly a touch. Filled, Jesus came 
and rescue me. <laughs> Suddenly, a touch from heaven. Imad and Jesus came Jackie. and set me free. Touch them. Touch them. Touch them. Yes, Lord. Touch. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Touch. 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 From heaven, Jesus came and rescued me. And suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came, set me free. Fire! And suddenly. A touch, a touch from, from heaven. heaven Never be the same Escape <laughs> and rescue me Hallelujah Touch And suddenly Fire A touch from heaven Fire Jesus came Fire He set me free Fire More fire! More fire! Let the Lord touch you, fill you, fill you with His fire! 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 Yes, Lord! <laughs> More Jesus fire! Came. He set fire. me free! Fire! And suddenly, a touch! Fire! Fire! Jesus came and rescued me. Fire! Suddenly, <laughs> go ahead and laugh. Fire! Jesus go ahead and laugh. Laugh with the Holy Ghost. Fire! Yes, Lord. Fire! Touch from heaven. More fire! Fire! Never be the same again! Strong! Strong! The power of God work in you! Fire! Yes, Lord! Never be the same again! Fire! Fire! Never be the same. Holy Spirit, work in your life. You shall fall in love with Jesus. You shall hate sin. You shall love God. You shall talk to your dad. You will talk to your dad that God is so real. Touch him. 
touch him. Fire! 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 Bless his home. Filled! Fire, fire! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> May the Lord give you strength. God make you strong. You shall be stronger than other people in your age. You shall be full of strength and power and faith and love. You shall be mighty woman of God. Welcome strength. Holy Spirit. The Lord strengthen you. Welcome to this Empower place. you. Welcome From now on, your ministry Holy. would be different. Your faith shall rise up to another level. When you pray by faith in the name of Jesus, you're going to see the breakthrough. Fire! Would you come and feel this place? Fire! More! Touch us, Lord, please, once again. More fire! Spirit of the living God, life! This family shall be full of life! Full of soul, full of power. This This family shall be the blessing to the nation. The Lord said to you, you shall be the blessing to the nation. God sent nation to you already in this house. You are not here by accident. You are here by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Filled and you shall carry the fire. Lord, you shall bless so many else. lives. Fire! Only your presence, fire! Oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord. Yes. The drawback in your life. It will turn to be the blessing. God going to use you. The drawback. The surgery. The healing. Lord, I will make you strong. I shall use you. Fire. Your presence, oh, oh Lord. Lord. Fire. You come Fill. Fill. This fire. Yes, Lord, please once, once again. again. Fill! Spirit of the living God. Fire! 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 Again. Fire! Lord, be asked for fire. nothing else. Only Fill. your presence, oh, oh Lord. Would you come? More fire! And feel this fire. Just Lord, please once again. More fire. Spirit of the living God, touch us, us once. Filled in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for nothing again. else. Only fire. Your presence, oh Lord. Would you come and feel this place? Fire. Jesus, Lord, please Fill. once again, Spirit of May the, the living God, touch us once again. Fire! Fire! 
fire. Please play. Hallelujah. Precious Lord, please once again. More anointing. Fire. Touch us once again. Fire. <laughs> Touch. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the fire. Filled. Filled. International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. 